up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. fans are at i think that um just based on social media right now uh from my point of view it's a lot of um you know i mean where you'd expect to be at being four and three after coming off uh this ugly loss you know we're counting down the days for ron rivera being gone they're questioning the validity of uh, eric Bieniemy, the validity of um sam howell as a prospect as a quarterback i mean it, it kind of feels like the sky is falling right now and i can't say i blame anybody this has kind of been a disappointing year Thus far, it's, it's still early and there's 10 games left, but, you know, it, it leaves the question, what are we looking forward to with this team specifically? Is it time for a soft reboot? Is it time for a hard re- reboot? Uh, there's trade rumors swirling about the edge rusher. So, you know, let's take a temperature right now. Um, Cliff, if you had to just kind of give your thought about what's going on right now with the uh, team and the fan base organization as a whole, uh, where would you start? It just seems like <clears throat> it's a typical Rivera season. Inconsistent play, not play, not starting games well. One week is this, one week is another thing. Um, I think our expectations for the team, it's like the Bears game and the Giants game, they were complete ass for different reasons. And... I think people are just, when it comes to Rivera, they're just sort of over it. They're over yeah. the, the folded arms. They're over the the occasional press conference gaffe. Um, I think the Giants' loss was frustrating because it's, one, the Giants, and, two, the manner in which you lose the game, right? You just, you, you defensively, took you about six drives to get your shit together, right? Um, yep. And offensively, you just weren't in the game in the first half. You looked hopeless. Uh, and so I think people are – I think the fan base is like, okay, we've seen this movie before. We've seen mm-hmm. this before. We're tired of it. We don't want to see this shit anymore. And we're ready for something. We have moved on from the owner. Now it's time to move on from coach because it's the same shit we saw with the last owner. So I totally get it. I think the thing that it's easy to lose sight of. What'd you say? No, I was going to say, how do you feel? I mean, you are describing a scenario where Ron Rivera gets um, ousted at some point between now and February. I mean, not trying to put you on the hot seat, but how do you personally feel about it? You think it's time? I don't, I think, I think the it's, Ryan's not done anything to warrant being the coach here long term. The team has played 500 ball or thereabouts since he's been here. That's likely what's going to end up happening this year. They'll somehow end up eight and nine or something like that. And, it's not good enough. And, it, it, and furthermore, it's starting to sound like they don't 
they seem to have a lack of understanding of their roster at times in a way that's a little concerning. And I think it's time to bring in some a little bit more energy, I think, to the to the when it comes to the coaching staff. As far as this season, not firing them. What's the point? I think they're gonna they're gonna end up competing for that last wild card spot. Like I think that's still likely, and so they should be given a chance to do that. Not likely that they'll get the seventh seed. You mean likely they'll be in contention in a month from now? Is what you mean? Yeah, that they'll compete for that playoff spot. I think I I don't think that I think. We have been at this point every year of the Rivera era. It's this time of the year. Half the fan base thinks the season's over. And then it ends up not being over. That's been the history of the Rivera of Rivera era. They don't start well, period. They, they never start well. I, we've been having this conversation four years straight now. Mm-hmm. Cliff. They start slow every – I know that was kind of like the MO under Gruden as well, but – Especially under Ron, like I, I, off the top of my head, like I go back to 2020. You know, they get blown out by the Cards week two after a great week one win versus the Eagles. I, the the second year was kind of a funky year, 2021. But you know, last year they who they lose to in that, I think it was like last year who they play week two. Off the top of my head, I can't think about. It. But the they blown out, they get blown out. The Lions, right? That's exactly. I just feel like they always have these stinkers early in the season. And, you know, they lose a couple games, but a lot of them have been just like, just no shows. There's not showing up. no show first halves. It's inexplicable. You know what's crazy, Paul, is I feel like there's been one side of the ball that just doesn't show up. Sometimes it's been the – like that Lions game was the offense. Offense didn't show up. Couldn't move the Mm -hmm. ball. It was actually kind of similar to – Sunday. <clears throat> yeah. Our offense yeah. in that Lions game. Then we have games like the Bears game where the defense is just like, you're not here. You know? Um, I I'm, I think that's, that's the part that's been frustrating for people is that going into this season, it felt like, okay, we're actually better than some teams. Right? That's sort of how we looked at the roster. Like, Okay, there are teams that were better than, but two of those teams, the Giants and the Bears were two of those teams that we, I think, looked at that way, and they both dogged us, plain and I simple. Mean, without a doubt, yeah, man. You look non-competitive in both those games. You know, if you want to even go back to the Bills game, nobody's going to knock you for losing big to the Bills because they are clearly in a different tier than us, but – that's three times getting dogged in five weeks. Like that is a fireable offense, and I don't care who you are. It, it, it just yeah. you can't just no show three times in a month. It just it's just you don't keep your job and do that. Um, I want to go back to something you said about their lacking of understanding with the roster. I feel a lot of fans feel that way. Um, whether you're talking about just the way it's managed, the, the, the players that have been added, um, especially on the offensive line that they thought we were going to fill holes players in the secondary that they thought they were going to contribute that were high draft picks that haven't panned out so far. Um, even like just talking with the draft and how nobody from this draft has contributed at all. And we are damn near no- November. What are your thoughts on how they misunderstood 
this roster in such a disastrous way. The draft part I don't think is fair. Because you don't, you the twenty twenty three draft is not solely for the twenty twenty three season, especially. And so, I get what people are saying because it's because on one end it's like, well, your team isn't that good. You clearly could have used some help from draft picks. Exactly. Yep. But they drafted players at positions that there were already players. If you're if people want to say, well, why did you draft? so many guys who were competing for positions. That's like its own conversation. But where should they have drafted? Wide receiver it wasn't really a draft option. Was running back, quarterback, um, I mean, I guess they tight end. Like they, have, yeah. they have young players at all those positions. You know what I mean? Um, I think they probably looked at it like, okay, we added depth to the offensive line. But I think it's more like, why is it that our draft picks have been outside of Dotson? Their rookie years, they just haven't been, we haven't been getting any impact. That's been like a continuous thing under Rivera. Is that yeah. our rookies just haven't, they, not that they, these players get drafted and don't ever make an impact. It's that their rookie years, we, have, we just haven't been getting much. Whether it's because yeah. the guy got injured or whatever, but like go through the list. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I I had defended Ron several times on this podcast, making the point that guys usually come around. Like, and, I, and you've seen that a few times yeah. with like the uh, Jamin Davises of the world or the um, Derek Forces of the world. You know, they both. Well, he's taking a step back this year. Derek Forces before he got injured. A little bit, but I still feel confident in the development of these players. But, you know, they've been starting so slow and it, with a roster that could have kind of needed that kind of needed. Sorry, that infusion of rookie talent this year in a couple key spots. You didn't draft for need. You drafted for value, which is fine if the players pan out. But so far, it, it really hasn't. It's been a really hard goal with the Asian offensive line. And you could have used somebody who contributed. I mean, fair or not is just is not a good look for you. The optics are bad yeah, on that. Yeah, but you know, but it depends on how you look at it, right? Um, I think a player like Sadiq Charles is what I'm talking about, though, right? Mm-hmm. Because Sadiq has been here. This is year four, year three. This is year four for Sadiq. He's been here the year entire four. time. Rivera has, I believe. Yep. He's been, you gave him a lot. He's been given a lot of chances. Went into the yeah. season, like with the you went in you went into the off season thinking he could be your left guard, your starting left guard. Mm-hmm. But you, and this is also connected to the how conversation. Mm-hmm. You took a lot of risk on the old line. All things considered, given what your situation at QB was going to be this year. Right, you decided to move your right tackle to right guard. You signed a an offensive lineman who you, you the the offensive lineman you spent money on wasn't really a a lot of money, and wasn't really that good a player, and you knew that. Yeah. Right. You signed I think any of us could. Right. You signed a center who has some good qualities, but it was, was coming off a significant injury. That happened on your mm. field like two years ago. 
right? Yeah, he almost didn't come back from it. And then you have a left guard who has barely played, been here four years, injured. He wasn't a high pick. You put that in front of a, a fifth-round pick rookie quarterback, essentially. That's very yeah. risky. Mm-hmm. It's in, in, it seems, for whatever reason, when it comes to the O-line, they just, it's been a couple, just, yeah, just poorly managed. Poorly yeah. managed. And not and that's that's not even the Trent stuff. It's just forget that part of it. It's been poorly managed. Yeah, it, it truly has. Like we we always do this thing as fans where we look back at the line from twenty nineteen when it was or twenty eighteen I should say, when it was Trent Williams and it was an up and coming Chase Rouillet. I mean, he hadn't played much at that point yet, but he was on the verge of becoming your starting center and Brandon Sheriff and Morgan Moses. Like, yes, a lot of things happened there. Some people got old, some people got injured. Some people were never going to stay here. They were bound to leave at some point. So I don't knock them for not keeping that group together, but just if I look at the line now, it's just like you downgrades in such a way, and you thought that it would work in front of a rookie quarterback who takes a lot of sacks. It's just like this thing was doomed to fail from the start. Like I'm, I feel blown that I entertained this to a degree because I really wanted to believe that it was going to work out. Like I thought that Sam was going to figure it out. With Eric Bieniemy's uh, tutelage and the O line would be good enough, it just it has proven to be a disaster. Like honestly, it kind of went the way that it's typical of Daniel Snyder teams. But you know, it just I don't know. It's just it, it's very much the blower, very much the blower. Yeah, but see, that's the part where I'm of two minds. The O line has not been overall as bad as it's being screened. Coming out of that Giants game. Giants game, they had the interior of the line. That was their first really rough game on the interior. Right? They were going against some bombs on the interior, and they got their asses whooped. The league yeah. in general, the O-lines are struggling, though. I think we got to keep that in mind. That I is think a I thing. Said that's that's to, definitely a thing. I said this to y'all in the chat. There's not even O-linemen available for trade. You don't hear any team that's like, oh, they're looking to get a upgraded right guard. There's, there's no lineman available. No one's got lineman to trade, right? Yeah. And so yeah. across – that sort of comes back to, like, for me, EB and Al, right? This is the part where I think the needs to, like, needs to take a step. New going into the season, these are both essentially rookies. Oh, huh? going to be up and ups and downs. What happened on Sunday versus the um, Giants was a down. They had a rough day. Well, they had a rough half, probably like a rough two and a half quarters. I think that at the end of the game, I thought that they made adjustments is later in the game, right? They just what? didn't have enough time to get back in, like, like to, you know what I mean? There is a clock. You know what I'm saying? Why do you think they've been so hesitant to make changes? Um, And that that can be changes to who plays and who starts and, or changes to the game plan, like Eric Bieniemy. eventually came around and switched up what they were doing with Sam Howell, but they waited until they were in a 14, nothing hole. To, you know, at half but, time but that's what teams do, right? Like, teams don't really, like, Paul, we watch a lot of football. 
Mm-hmm. Teams don't look cheese in like that millisecond. That's not how. That's not how football goes. Right. No. Absolutely. I, I hear you on that. You know, you've spent all week with a game plan. You want to see the game plan through because just because it's not working now doesn't mean it won't work today. Right. Because you. Right. You're not switching up after two drives. Right. Exactly. But like, I think that we all knew. Everybody knew. Everybody and their mama knew that that. Wink Martindale was going to send multiple blitzers after Sam Howell early and often. And when he was sacked three times in the first quarter and it looked like they didn't have an answer, I'm like, did y'all even prepare for this this week? Okay, and I'm with you, right? We give up pressure every week. Now, the issue on in the Giants game was like, this was like immediate pressure. I'll have no chance. Especially early in the game, he had no chance. Facts. But how much is it on the? This is my question to you, right? How much is it on the offensive coordinator when we we try to run the ball on first and ten, and we get half a yard? <laughs> so yes. what are we supposed to do on second down? Like I want people to be honest. When Scott was the OC, we always ran the ball on second and long. Always, always. I think I think we were like damn near first in the league, running the ball second, <laughs> right? Now it's third yeah. and seven, right? Wink is gonna send the house on third and seven now. That's what's gonna end up happening. At some point, it's gotta be yo. The players aren't good enough. Right, and we can be like the decision was made to bring in certain players, but if you come out here and you get two yards of carry on first and second down, you're not gonna move the ball. Period. Like we needed to be able to, we can't. Like to a certain degree, we are we have started to put Sam when we are struggling. It's because we're putting Sam literally in the worst circumstance possible. Fucking. Two yard carry first down, second down, false start, second and 13. What the hell do you think is about to happen? Wink's about to send a pressure, and now it's going to be third and 20. Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that. I mean, you saw that kind of play out on, on, on Sunday. I mean, it was a uh, shotgun draw on first and 10 for a gain of a yard, maybe two. Then it's a sack, and it's, all of a sudden it's like third and 10, 15. It's just like it seemed like in the first half it happened every single drive. I think every drive, every trusted, drive. Trunted, trunted eight times in the first half on Sunday. That's a whole month for Phillies punters and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, and it was and a half is in, in, that's like a JV level type of stat. And it was happening so quick. Yeah, like it, it's I I just I don't. It's really hard. If you think, if I think about the league, like I think about the top quarterbacks, there are not that many of them that can actually play well with like, we have nothing going our way. We aren't blocking. We have one block. We're picking up penalties. Like, that is recipe for bad offense for anybody. Anybody. And it's that mm-hmm. hard. If it's going to be yeah. second and nine every time, what were we on third down? Like 0 for 16? 
It was we got one first down conversion, I believe, the entire day. I think we got one, but I mean, it, it was one for like fifteen at a time, yeah, or like it was zero for like fourteen or zero for fifteen at a point in the game. You hadn't converted one yet. This probably went deep into the fourth quarter. I'm sure. That, that's crazy. In like no chance on some of those third downs, it was like, dog, this is we got no shot. We look like an overwhelmed bottom of the Power Five conference team. That's what we yeah. looked like in the first half. We looked like we were Indiana playing at Ohio State. That, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, it looked like that at times. Like, you're not moving the ball on any drive. I mean, the mm-hmm. first couple drives, I'm mean, just seeing on the run and, and EB at this point, right? Like, we're talking about you only got one scoring drive, and it was on a short field after a muff punt. The second drive you had was your last drive when it was literally do or die. Like, we are – and, I mean, to, to, uh, to some credit, right? And I don't give you much credit, but to some credit, you know, they were nice in the drive. Like, they moved the ball. Like, it, the play calling was good. Like, it mixed short game and, and some play action stuff that worked pretty well. Like, they were moving the pocket, getting him out on, like, sprint passes. Isn't that – like, it was a well – design drive but like yeah. you don't wait till there's three minutes left in the game to do that like where is that the, the other 57 it's crazy but you know the the, the other because it was the drive the drive before where terry had that first sideline catch right mm-hmm. it's it's wild because you're right it's like you basically did nothing all game nothing Mm-hmm. Sterling, that was Sterling Shepard, right? That muffed that. Sterling yeah. Shepard lets you back into the game, right? Defense has started shutting them down. Um, and the Giants just went back to being shitty on offense. But you basically did, did four quarters of nothing on offense. Nothing. You took sacks, penalties. It, you're lucky that Kayvon Thibodeau dropped that ball. Drop the shit out of that joint too. Would have like, would have, would have. Dug you could have the end zone, right? Like, come on. So <laughs> you got lucky there. You just had a bad, bad day. Like I think off. Like this is that's not even to excuse it because it's gonna sound like I'm a, like being an apologist for them. I just like see teams have days like that. Even like the good. Only team that really don't be doing that shit is fucking Mahomes. Yeah, right. And like nah, his bad, his, his bad Mahomes day is, is like is... the one versus the Jets. That's their bad right. or <laughs> the Lions game. That's their bad day. But the, I, the, I've never seen him have a bad day. Some, he, who Mahomes? Yeah, not really. Yeah, no. Nah, he's like he's like like not streaky at all. Like the only like negative plays that you would see from Mahomes is probably like the best play that Sam Howell would ever make. Yeah, like, he, on every, every this man shows up every single week. Yeah, he, he doesn't really. Yeah, he doesn't really have like a oh we we can't win today because of Pat. Like he doesn't have those days. With Pat, it's almost like when he doesn't do something like just absolutely incredible. Like when he misses a pass, that he's the only quarterback in the league that can make this throw, and he misses. It's like oh, what's, what's wrong with Pat today? Right? Yeah, but like. Yeah. He's inc- so incredible, he just makes it look easy. Like, you expect him to complete it every single time. But the um, offenses have rough days. Like, we've seen the Ravens have rough days this year. It's just Sunday. 
You could have done better than seven points. You got to be shitting me. Seven points is ridiculous. I want to ask you a question. Um, actually, it, it could be a two-parter, right? And if, if it hasn't changed, you know, you, you can use that as an option as well. I just want to ask you, has your opinion on Eric Bieniemy changed at any point during this past four days since these games passed? Same question for Sam Howell. I know that they people are questioning them and whether they're right for this team or for this coaching staff, you know, based on your expectations of those two players, has that like lessened to any degree so far this week? Nah, because I'm not doing this on a week to week basis. Like that, I think that's ridiculous. And I, I hate when we do that in the NFL. Right. Uh-huh. It's, we can't just be like, well, every week, is a verdict on whether someone like we say all this shit going into the season. Oh, well, we got to give it time. We got to do, but then when the season starts, we're like, we turn in the first take, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, well, whether, whether how and EB should be the future is determined by whatever they did on Sunday, the most recent Sunday. That doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. There's, it, we, we knew, and we know with any young quarterback, it is up and down, period. Like, show me who it hasn't been up and down with. There's not that many people. It's going to be up and down. There's going to be <laughs> weeks. There's going to be weeks where it's like, what are you doing? It's just part of, that's part of having a young quarterback. So, I, my opinion hasn't changed on how because he is not he is not as been as impacted by sex as some other quarterbacks might he's not shell shocked yet right if he reaches that point where it's like he's daring headlights Ramsey. Yeah. yeah then i would get worried but i haven't seen that <clears throat> and he made some throws down the stretch where like after playing poorly, he still he still managed to make some make some plays. Like I'm, I, it's, they got to do some things to help him. I, I think that's been my biggest issue all year. Just give him a little bit more protection. Like treat him like the young, like to a certain degree, you need to treat him like the young quarterback he is. A little bit more. What about the enemy? I mean, it's the same thing. <laughs> okay. Like, I, um, I feel like the, I don't. I don't feel like. I, listen, Sunday was rough, but I can't just base the whole thing on Sunday. I know what I've seen on. from this offense in certain circumstances in certain games. I saw them go toe to our offense go toe to toe with the Eagles' offense. When the fuck have I seen that? Like, when have I seen that? When have I seen our team put up thirty? five on the road not that often so it's been a mixed bag they played three and four football so it's been mixed but Mm -hmm. this is we knew there was a chance it'd be a mixed bag yeah no i think it was probably likely that it was a mixed bag especially early on i think that we all probably expected since the team was gonna be better or we thought the team would be better that the lows wouldn't be this low though like i'm not surprised at all to see them Score thirty five in Denver. I might surprised at all to see them score. What what did they score versus Philly? Twenty eight. You got the thirty versus Philly. 
Either way, like, like I don't expect you to see you, you know, go touchdown for touchdown with the best team in the NFC probably, right? Don't expect it. But I didn't expect to see you guys get your, the doors blown off three times either. I mean, that's that could be on the defense as well. Like, definitely the Bears, the Bills game, definitely the Bears game as well. You know, the defense didn't show up. Last week, you know, I think that they got put in a bad position on after the towel interception to Deontay Banks. And they had one drive where they gave a long touchdown. And, you know, they were fine for most of the day. But the offense has kind of been more like going down and staying down. I believe they're only averaging 12.9 points per game since the Denver game, which is ass. Film yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Offense, the offense has three of the last four games. The offense has not been good. Let me tell you why I think it's a little bit different when you say, like, uh, has the opinion changed? For me personally, I am willing to admit now that I was a little bit foolish to put so much on, on EB. Like, I thought that EB would transform the offense in a way where it wouldn't be like, wow, like, we're watching, you know, Mozart out here. Like, you know, it's not like I thought that he would just transform this into this high-scoring High flying offense that was unstoppable. Like that, that was not never going to happen. But I was looking forward to seeing a little bit more, you know, exotic play calling, a little bit of more diversity in the run game. Like I, the screen game has been almost non-existent. I know that they've had to dial some things back, but it seems like some of the things that I just was tired of seeing from Scott Turner, just like the ordinary game planning, is like sort of what I'm seeing with Eric Bieniemy as well at times, and like. I'd love to see him get in his bag. If you're going to go down, then go down swing. I want to see, like, your best hand. And he just, like, it just it's, has been so bummy and so just, just average really? and mid. You I think just, so? I, I believe that, yeah. I don't think the play calling's been that good. I really don't. But, when, but this is my thing about when we talk about play calling. Mm-hmm. What about it hasn't been, like, where is your issue with it? If Well, it, I, I, I said so because... <laughs> You're talking about more variety. We just spent the first half of the podcast talking about how bad the whole line is. Yeah, but we, we were told, and this is nothing that I was wrong on. We were told that they wanted to go with Wiley and Nick Gates and Sadiq Charles because they were more athletic. And I was like, oh, great. Well, last year we couldn't do anything on the perimeter as far as like jet sweeps or screens to the edges or anything like that because we didn't have the linemen that can move. And it just seems like you're not even attempting it. Right. Yeah, but what you mean, it was, what you mean the, the D-Rod touchdown versus the Falcons was a screen? Oh, yeah, that that worked great after um, <laughs> Sam Howell did some improv. It, it worked well. Like, I'm, I'm not at all, like, like <laughs> saying, like, it didn't work. It was fine. But, it, like, where is it, like, go ahead, my bad. No, no, but what you're saying is, like, basically it sounds like you're saying, where was it on Sunday? Because it's, it's really been there the other weeks. Well, let's, really okay, has let's talk. Let's talk about it just Sunday then. Like when you know that they're going to be sending blitzers, where's the where's the screens? Like why would you not like have that in your bag, right? Knowing that a team was going to send multiple uh, uh, extra men at same hour, like which you were, were, were those be running back screens? Because those would probably have to be wide receiver screens. I mean, anything you couldn't get, get anything going, and it just seems like you were just like ramming your head into a brick wall over and over and over again. I'm like. Can we try something different? Like, clearly what has been planned has not worked. Yeah. Right? And you waited so you. long to make any changes to the offense. Yeah. It was like, but did they oh, wait that long, though, Paul? 
This is what I'm saying about NFL games. It's the first half. You're just getting your asses kicked up front. Mm-hmm. What it what like this is my thing when it comes to conversations about play calling. Of course the play calling looks like shit. We can't fucking block. You know what I'm saying? So first half, you can't block. All your plays are gonna look like ass. You can't run the ball. You can't hold up in pass protection. You're kind of skeptical of the quarter. Like, you're a little worried about the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. If you think about the second half, like, second half, we're basically talking about two and a half quarters because adjustments were made. But, you, but we can't, we're, we're supposed to just throw rollouts for four quarters? This ain't, what the fuck is this, high school? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you, you, the wing you, yeah, you get what yeah. I'm saying? Like, what would we have done? Okay, we, well, we should have been throwing rollouts earlier. Who the fuck you see in the NFL throwing rollouts for four quarters? That's like... I heard you saying. I guess my biggest issue, like, when I say more exotic play calling, like, I just thought that he would have more counter punches is my thing. I thought that he would be a little bit more, like, fluid in his game plan. I, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I I know earlier in the podcast I said that I know for a fact that he can't just flush a whole week's game planning because it hasn't worked in the first two drives. But even in those first couple drives, like, it's just like, it's, it's, I feel like it's become predictable in a way that I didn't expect under Eric Bieniemy. Even in his own way, it's been different. It just still seems predictable at times. Oh, yeah, but you, I think you're, I think we're just getting used to how he wants to call plays, right? We don't, it, it's, I see what you're saying for sure. I just, we're, you're getting used to how he calls plays. Right, you yeah. didn't really know what to, we ain't really know what to expect going into the year. Like what, what, like what was his philosophy? I just feel like at times it's for for me when I'm watching an NFL game and teams have slow starts. We see because we when we watch NFL games, the games pick up as the game goes along, right? Like. The pace of the game picks up because the team's trailing. So the, the possessions pick up usually. But there are a lot of games where teams have really bad first halves. They just don't yeah. play well. And, and it's like they're not making – because I think earlier in the year you were talking about how it seemed like teams' first 15 were just moving the ball on us with ease. Yep, yep. Right? Well, if you – if your first 15 don't work, it might be the middle of the second quarter after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, the game right. just sort of flies by sometimes. So when when are the adjustments going to be made? We can, like that's so, – I think it's step hard sort of overblown with football. It's like when would we make these these magical adjustments? We only got halftime. And like we don't have yeah. that long, you know? Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that. I think, that, you know, we we just kind of go round and round in circles just like, well, you know, if, if you don't see it working at first, then you should try to make in-game adjustment, adjustments. But you're right. Like, you don't really have the time to do it. The only thing I would say just specifically about this past Sunday is, like, you punted eight times in the first half. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, you had ample yeah. time to know that shit wasn't working out. But, like, I, I think the bigger issue is is that, 
you're just so inefficient in offense in the first couple drives. You don't really have the ball that long. It's like, okay, we've ran 17 plays and it's already halftime. You know, right, right. on the field that long. Outside right. of, you know, Falcons game, they had a little success. But even then, you were playing on short fields for most of the first half. And it's it's tough because this is his first year, too, right? This is the first mm-hmm. year for everybody. So I think maybe there's aspects of that that we sort of downplayed, right? This is a first-year offense, first-year OC first year starting quarterback he isn't always he's we didn't hire Andy Reid right so week to week EB's not going to hit a hundred bad thousand ways game plan right he's not at that level yet you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. he doesn't have the track record for us to think that every week his game plan is going to be on point like I know 99 times out of 100, the Andy Reid game plan is going to be good, right? Like, he's been doing it for a long-ass time. He's seen everything, et cetera, et cetera. I think we maybe assumed some of that stuff that happened with Scott would not happen with EV. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that, I mean – Based on nothing, this is just our own assumptions and our own opinions about Eric Biami versus Scott Turner that he would just have more in his bag. And but it's he just does. Like he, I think I he's think downplaying. He's, right? No, no. I'm not downplaying. I'm gonna say I was just gonna say that I think that he's handcuffed by the same thing that handcuffs Scott Turner, just like because overestimation of what you have on your on your team. Because we are way better in the red zone, way better. Like, oh we, yeah, true. We finish drives way more often and I think a lot of that is EB I think what's been the problem the last couple of weeks is this the sacks have have now tilted the field man they've tilted our field yeah. it's made it tough man sacks are incredibly yeah. inefficient we're taking a crazy amount of them yeah 40 40 through what, seven games wow so that's a shit ton. Like you can't underestimate or understate how many sacks that is. Yeah. What, what like, was that? What six a game? It's a shit ton. Six a game. That's that's like, you know, like neck, like minus seven, eight yards a sack. That's nigga. That's half a field a game hmm. in sacks. So your opinion about how hasn't changed at all? This just I'm not saying that you should have your opinion change. Just knowing that he took a lot of sacks in college. Not a crazy amount, but more than the average college quarterback did. And now seeing it kind of, that translate to NFL, your opinion on Sam Howell working out hasn't changed at all? He takes a lot of sacks. A lot. Now, the concern when a quarterback takes a lot of sacks, beyond like the inefficient part, like he's not the first quarterback to take a lot of sacks. Let's be clear. No. Right? Mm-hmm. He's taking them at a record rate because he's also dropping back at a record. Like he's dropping back the most, so we do need to keep it. Like that part, that part can't be like understated, right? Mm-hmm. He's dropping back the most, so most in the NFL, right? I, I believe so. Yeah, right. So 
He's dropping back a lot. Takes a lot of sacks. Is I think the part that it needs to be figured out is is there a way to get him to take less sacks? If there isn't, then this isn't sustainable. It won't be sustainable for him because he'll get injured. Like it won't it won't matter. He'll just get injured. You can't get hit. Yeah. Often. Yeah. The question becomes are there ways whether it's schematically? Well, one you could just throw less. You could mm-hmm. do that. Throw. <laughs> throw the ball less, but I, you can't always. He takes throw a less. lot of sacks. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Um, well, I just had a point to make that was really interesting. I think I heard John Kime was on today with I think it was Sam Fortier, and was just saying how they think you know by the way that they are going to be inserting uh, Tyler Larson at center. I guess Nick Gates, Nick Gates is going to be benched at least for the time being. And I believe that Sidney Charles is injured, so they're looking at Chris Paul at left guard or Ricky Strongberry. And they both said those are probably better options at guard and center for, like, run blocking, just strictly run blocking. Remains to be seen in the pass blocking department, but they're both, like, stronger options in the run game than the people they're replacing. So maybe they'll run the ball more on, on Sunday because they have, like, more powerful dudes anchoring those positions, which is... It's great. Maybe that'll bring you more balance in, in the play calling that we're looking for. But I mean, I mean, I I want to see it. I definitely would love to see that. Um. So let me ask you this question. I hate to be so like like black and white about this topic because I know it's going to be a very convoluted answer. But I'm going to say it like this: Looking at the offense through seven weeks, uh, where would you assign what level of blame? If you're talking about the roster composition, Ron Rivera, Eric Bieniemy, Sam Howell. Like, if you had to put a percentage on each one of those factors, where would you put everybody? Where would you rank everybody? Who gets the biggest slice of the blame, the blame pie for this? Um, front office. You want me to go first? Front, front office. Front office, yeah. Who oversees the front office, though? I mean, it's. it's but, I mean, I would say. Yeah, Ron, but like. Again, guys, we can't do this because I don't mm-hmm. give Ron credit when the players are good. Okay, we, we we do this thing with Ron where it's like, oh, I love that player. We don't give Ron any credit for dra- for the player being there. We give him credit when the players stink. Now he's <laughs> now he's in charge of the front office. Like, that's what we've been doing with Ron. It hasn't been fair. It hasn't been fair. We have been told that this is a three-person machine. I will consider them all a group. I don't know who made the final decision or whatever you want to call it. it when it comes to shit like Carson Wentz, I don't care who wanted Carson Wentz. All three of you are in charge, you guys say. So all three of you <laughs> get the blame. You're not just, I can't, I, it's... I, I will, so I'll go front office. I'll just go front office. I, I, it's it's because it's a trickle down thing. Like you, their decisions impact the roster and impact the coaches. I can't blame the I can't blame coaches for having lack of talent of players. Um, oh, that's tough. That's tough. Oh, I, I <laughs> because I, dude, I don't think I think to a certain degree the receivers haven't shown up for. The way, in the way we expected. 
as well. I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Something is going on with John. Um, I don't know if it's yet in his head, but uh, something's cooking over there. I, I don't like it. I think he'll be fine. But, you know, we talked about him not being targeted. Now he's dropping passes. Like, I just, I wonder what's going on with him. Terry, he's, no, Terry's been fine. Like, Terry, honestly, like, a while ago, I thought that he was going to be so lingering from that toe injury. He hasn't really shown any lingering, you know, setbacks from that. I did see that he is ranked low in the NFL right now in separation. Like, but I know he separates so well. Like, I, I, I see the stats, right? And I know that they are official, but I just, I know he separates at such a high level. And when I watch him on Sundays, it didn't seem like he's not getting open. But they're not it, getting it, open. That's why there's no way. But they're not. But they're not, yeah. Um, I think Terry's made plays. Like, yeah, yeah. I think he's made plays above and beyond, right? And this is no offense to Curtis. I think Curtis has been productive. But the rest of that group and the tight ends, they haven't – like, Logan had that catch in Denver, a big fourth down catch. They haven't really yeah. made any plays for real. They haven't. They haven't. They haven't. It's been a very underwhelming group, all of like, them, like, they as, a, as, a, as a core of there skill position players. There have not been too many times where they've made a play that was above and beyond. A diving, a huge diving catch. Like, even, what was that, Diami on Sunday? Was that Diami two weeks ago? Oh, Diami two weeks ago against the Falcons. He, uh... On the sideline? Yeah, short arm, they, um... Probably would have been a big game. Yeah, the deep ball, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, they haven't made any... They haven't made too many plays for Sam, if we're being real. Yeah, no, they they truly have not. Like they, there's been moments, definitely moments, but they've been fleeting. It's been disappointing. I thought for sure, like if you asked me this over the summer, I said we maybe have one of the most underrated three wide receiver sets in the NFL, and furthermore, like our total package of wide receivers and tight ends are going to be surprising. The running backs are underrated. You know, it's just everybody's played below where I thought they would be at this point. Maybe that's a function of the offense as a whole, but I've just been underwhelmed by them, all of them. Yeah, they, they've been underwhelming. Real shit. Yeah. They, like, I, I can't think of too many, like, times, and it's not just – and the thing is, it's not just Dotson. Like, I mm-hmm. remember the Dotson plays a little more often because they've been on, like, big downs, on third downs in, in big situations. There's been a couple times where Logan didn't come up with a play when we needed. Like, they just haven't really – they have not been difference makers. Mm-hmm. They haven't been. And that – we talked about the running backs. They – um, you know, I, I've been critical of the running back room at times, especially early in the season. And, you know, I came around a little bit on B-Rock. He put uh, together a couple of really good wins, uh, a couple of good games, I should say. Um, they just they just haven't made a difference at all. Like I don't notice even when it's Chris Rodriguez on the field, like yeah, he's been like a little bit of energy, but it's like you're just the same like three and a half yards per carry sort of dude that I've been seeing from the other two guys. Like it's just, we don't have no juice on offense at all. It's, it's yeah. frustrating to see. It's not dynamic. We lack a dynamic player, like we like someone who provides a spark. 
Facts. Right. That's just um, like like a Ty J Spears. Mm-hmm. And we were hoping, and again, Gibson has not provided that. Yeah, I think a lot of people who took Antonio Gibson in fantasy this year are thinking, oh man, it's going to be another Jarek McKinnon. They're sorely disappointed with what they've seen from Gibson. You know, he's been unable to hold on to the ball, so I can't say I blame them for him not playing him, but it, he's just another guy who's just let us down this year. It's just, it's, it's, it's just, it sucks. It sucks. Let me ask you one last question before we get to uh, just picking this Eagles game. If it were up to you, this for your team, where would you go from here? Just like in terms of what you would do with quarterback, what would you do with the old line? Like how would you change your philosophy? Just whatever ideas you have about changing and improving this offense moving forward, what would you do? Just based off where we're at right now. With the with the talent we have available to us right now and without any additions or subtractions, yeah. And you're talking about just for the rest of the season. Yeah, 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 of course. Okay. Uh, you got to shift some things around the offensive line. You got to try the different ways. Mm-hmm. You have to probably figure out a way to get Lucas on the field. You got to figure out who your five best linemen are and just put them on the field. In whatever combination it is, yeah. Yeah, you're just going to have to do that because the five that you had to start the year, it's just not going to cut it. Um. <laughs> I get Chris Rodriguez the ball more. I, th- well, I think, think he. I think there is a chance he could provide that spark. Um, I think I'd look to get him a, a couple more carries. Um, you, you gotta find it, a way to get Dotson going. You have yeah. to find a way. And if in, and if not, then you need to start maybe giving Terry like. 12, 13 targets, man. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like, otherwise, what is the point? What's the point of how, like, look at the fucking Eagles, man. Look how often they target A.J. Brown. Maybe you might just need yeah. to do that. I mean, shit, you're not going to hear me complain about that. Like, give your best player the ball a ton of times. It never doesn't work out for the better, ever. Um, Even if you want to send this to, like, after this season, like, what would your plan be heading into the offseason the way we're headed right now? I don't want to, you know, cut you off at just, like, what to do over these next 10 games. If you were to uh, peer into next offseason, like, what would you be trying to do? What would you be trying to target? Obviously, offensive line needs help, right? Like, where specifically, though? Oh, no, we got to – I mean, who's, Overall, our, who's the coach going to be? That's <laughs> – like, that is – so who's the GM going to be? That's, who's going to hire the coach? <laughs> yeah, like that's too much for the. We'll say that for the. No, I mean that's the prime question. I don't. I don't. I don't think anything else can even be talked about until that part is discussed. Like that is going to impact every decision that's made with the roster. You know. Yeah. And yeah, th- there might be players. There might be players that some front someone that they hire might not rate that we think should still be here and vice versa. So, yeah, I mean, I think definitely they're going to have to invest in the offensive line. Um, you know, we, we didn't even mention we we did mention that there was a couple of trade rumors floating around Ashbury right now. Like maybe you get to reallocate some of those funds from the defense 
over to the offense. Like you got to hope that you get Amari Rogers back healthy and that he's still uh, an exciting young tight end. I mean, I, I've liked Logan Thompson, but he just, he's just more of like the no juice club. Like I, I we need more, we need more uh, electric electricity from the offense. It's just, it's not sustainable the way it is. Um, but like you said, that, that's a conversation for January. Um, you want to go ahead and make these picks for Sunday? Oh, sure. w- one more question before we get to these picks. Do you think we see any movement before the trade deadline? Are we going to be sellers? I mean, I don't think we're going to be buyers at this point, but do you expect to see both Chase and Montez here by the end of next week? I think so, man. It's just they've been rumoring our players in trades for months, man. It's been kind of outrageous. So I, I don't know. I I would consider trading Montez. I would be very disappointed if they traded Chase. I think that'd be a very bad decision. I agree that would be a very bad decision, yes. And and surprisingly, a lot of the media has been on board with that same sentiment. Like, if you're going to trade one of them, it can't be Chase at this point. Like, I think we all agree to some degree that we like Montez, but I think Montez has I, – I, I don't want to say plateaued in a bad way. Like, he's a fine player. He's like Brian Arakpo. Like, you know, he's a 10 to 12 sack guy who's going to be solid for you. Good player, sometimes pro bowler, never like an all pro level type of guy. I think Chase Young has flashed enough in these first seven games that you still see the glimmer of hope that he could be Chase Young again, you know? What you mean he could be Chase Young again? He is Chase Young right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, six games into his comeback. He looked he has five sacks, five and a half sacks in six games. Like he looks like the guy that we need him to be. Absolutely. Snap the snap. He's impacting snap the snap. Mm-hmm. Like Chase is balling, man. <laughs> hey up. man. Only he and Tressaway had good days on Sunday. Only two players in the whole damn team. Yeah. And I would say, yeah, you held it down today. Chase is <laughs> balling. It, I I love to see it. You love to see it, man. Because they, they was talking so greasy about my man for two damn years. And his man was a bust. I was like, yo, y'all are all lunching. Are y'all serious? Yeah. What's man man gets back in the fucking field, bro? That's, but that's, that's the kind of stuff that makes <laughs> me, like, completely just disregard someone's NFL opinion. Like, come on. Come on. This is, there's not that many, obviously the, the sack numbers, that's what people judge you on, but snap to snap, this is like the level of impact of the elite players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, j- just in time, man, because, I mean, he didn't get his fifth-year extension, and we were wondering if he was going to be here in 2024, regardless of who the coach is going to be. Like, it's getting to the point now, not, maybe not yet, soon, if he's playing on this, where he's going to get just dumb paid. Right, and it's just like, well, I mean, you made the right choice at the time to not pay him, but now you can't afford to lose him. You better pay him whatever he has. If it's twenty five million dollars a year, then so be it. Like, yeah, you can't let him walk. He's getting franchised. Yeah, I think that's probably the likely path. But I mean, he's he's gonna get a long term offer. It's I would say sometime next summer, even if they tag him, they're gonna want to lock him up before everybody gets fucking paid. Yeah. I that would I would that yeah. would be my goal. Yeah, it's like twenty five years old. 
People are lunching, it's, man. It's so it's so fucking silly. It's so fucking silly, man. Like, I get it. He was banged up. Y'all remember 2020? And then, oh, well, he, he wasn't making plays. I'm like, you're lying to yourself. You are lying to yourself. This man was making plays the entire fucking year from, from the time he was sacking and forcing fumbles on Wentz week one of 2020. He was a, a, just a different energy about the defense. Right. When he's out there. Completely different energy about the defense. I don't know what the hell happened with people in Chase. That shit doesn't make sense to me. But well, well, you know how it is, man. I, people in certain portions of this town, in certain portions of the media uh, uh, base, they need to drum up some sort of controversy. And of course, we want to see him playing. Like he did miss a year and a half of football. Like that can't be like ignored. But to just be like, oh, yeah, he's has a bad attitude. He's milking this injury and not rushing back. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, it seems like y'all just really making this into a bigger deal than it needs to be. I, I think that if it were a different type of guy and you take it however you, you want to take that, it wouldn't have been that same sort of story. It's like they're rooting against them. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's what that's what they do. So we'll allow them to look stupid when he gets that big contract next year. And he's from here, like that. Yeah, it's just like, sense. yo, it's like well, it's like this this defense when it's at its peak, when this defense is looking like what you want it to look like. Chase Young is on the edge. I mean, I can't say the same about Montez Sweat, and I'm not knocking him. He's a good player. But this defense doesn't become what you think it could be without Chase Young being Chase Young. There's nobody else could duplicate what he's doing. No, and he was pretty dominant on Sunday. Part of the it reason was. part of the reason that they were stuck at fourteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it was Justin Pugh, but I, come on now. I mean, he's out there making plays. You can see the burst. You see the explosion. You see the, the violent hands. Like he's actually like expanded to a degree. Some of his uh pass rush arsenal. I mean, I know he's still winning on speed and, and kind of just like these dynamic moves. You don't see a lot of like real technical like defensive end stuff yet, but it, it's Yeah, but he doesn't need that. Like, it's better than it was. The Boses yeah. need to do that because they're not fucking top, top <laughs> 1% athletes. Like, no disrespect to them. Chase yeah. can win with speed and power mm-hmm. in a way that like he doesn't he's, he just not, he's not going to win like TJ Watt. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I don't really care. There's been lots of guys who do what Chase Young does who right. have been all pros. Exactly. It's not like what he's doing is re- is he's not reinventing the wheel here. He's just doing what he does at an extremely high level because he's only like one of like five guys in the league who can. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. It's it's hard because the team is really disappointed and. They've had some disappointing performance, I think is the best I should say. Let me rephrase it. Performance isn't something he's going to be disappointed. But it's fucking 10 games left, man. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of football love to play, man. I mean, we could be having a conversation in around Thanksgiving where we're talking about this team back in the wild card hunt. I mean, they're in the hunt now. It seems hard to believe because you just lost to the Giants in such an ugly fashion. But you're only a happy man of the wild card right now. You know, I mean, you have a tough road ahead, but we've seen them beat good teams before. Like, it's just, 
you know they're bound to get hot. They're bound to get this right. Is just to what degree are they going to get it right? Like, what can they change that's that's going to allow them to get back on track to to without being like uh without like uh expecting like them to work magically. They can figure it out. Just we'll see. Um, what do you have for a score prediction for Sunday? Going to be an Eagles home game. Yep. <laughs> um, it's gonna be a lot of green and 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 black out there. Let, let's just keep it funky, man. Like, I, I know they said it's a sellout. Um, they gonna be in there, and uh, the loss on Sunday didn't make it better. Uh, it's <laughs> it's gonna be the link south once again. But go ahead. I think they're gonna be in this game. I do too. I'll go Eagles twenty seven, Washington twenty four. Do you have a take? Uh, how about touchdown for Deami Brown? Mm, I like that. Um, I'll go. I'm gonna go Eagles twenty four, Commanders sixteen. Uh, they're gonna be in it because they're all, always in it versus Philly. And um, I know I said last week that they couldn't afford the no show versus the Giants. They they really really can't no show against the Eagles, man. Like it, it, even if you just just lose in a semi impressive way, like let's just let's just get through this tough portion of whatever the hell this is where you're trying to find ourselves and and try to get this shit turned around sooner than later. My hot take is uh, how about a defensive touchdown? Let's get a defensive touchdown this week. Um, hell, give it to Chase Young. That'd be amazing to see him get like a strip sack on Jalen Hurts. Are we gonna see Jalen Hurts on Sunday, or is it gonna be Marcus Mariota? We'll be seeing. We'll be seeing Jalen Hurts. Pretty yeah, sure. I, I, I'm saying that like Marcus Mariota couldn't cook us. I'm like, all right, well, I'm right. So you'd be even more right upset. now. <laughs> I'll right, like Paul. Humble yourself. What, what are you thinking about right now? Come on, dog. Um, all right, that's all I have. We're good. We did a solid hour and 15. That's really solid. You going to the game? Thanks for making time, bro. Huh? On Sunday? Nah. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> absolutely not, man. It, I wasn't planning on going before. I, I really only planned on going to uh, the Denver game and then going to the opener and then just kind of playing it by ear. But I definitely am not going to see them play Eagles. Like, absolutely not. Fair enough. It's going to be... It's going to be 75% Eagles fans, or maybe, like, closer to 50-50, but I, I have no desire to be in that joint slumming with Eagles fans. Like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> yeah, because they're going to be singing that stupid fucking song. and Probably, but your fucking man, in the dirt again. I'm like, all right, man, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know you're going to be down, like, possibly by double digits in the first quarter. They're going to be singing their shit. They're gonna be talking trash. I'm like, man, is it time to leave yet? Mole, get back, get on the road. Yeah, hurts. Get on the couch right now. Throwing sixty yard bombs everywhere. I'll, I'll say this though: if, if they find a way to beat, if they find a way to beat the Patriots, um, the week after that, that Giants game at home to get back to five and five would be intriguing. They have the Giants after the Patriots, right? Let me look at their schedule. I'm pretty sure it's Giants after it. Probably the Seahawks. Oh, they're Seattle. Seattle. Damn. 
They could and they could beat Seattle. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think Seattle's a team that would definitely be like like they're definitely better than us. No, I don't, I don't feel that way about them. And I think they're about to lose Kenneth Walker for a couple of weeks, which sucks for my yeah. fantasy team. Yeah, but, I saw that he's I not mean, practicing. Good, good for us. Yep, yep, yep. Look, he's gonna be out probably. Just, just take this L. <laughs> take this L Sunday. I mean, it's likely gonna be an L, but I'd like to be surprised. But then you got two big ones. Like if you want to make this a season, yeah, they head into that Giants game within one game of 500. You can't afford to be what you would be. What four and six? Nah, five and five would be nice. Hmm. That's the week before Thanksgiving. I, we know what you know what. Even if even if they were, nah, yeah, give me five and five because you got Cowboys, Dolphins, Rams. After that, like nah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you got you had the Forty ers right? I mean, you had the Forty ers after the Jets. I mean, shit, the Jets could beat you too. Hell if yeah, keeping it funky, but <laughs> like, why the fuck didn't they beat us? I mean, are we be favored again? I don't think so. I think after that Bears debacle, no. I can't believe we're favored versus the Giants. I was like, I know they're one of five, but really? You you just saw us get destroyed by Chicago on a Thursday night. Get 40 to these niggas. Like, you think Tyron Taylor would come up and have a a nice little tidy game versus us? Y'all tripping. I think the question is why they can get the... Can they get the nine wins? I mean, having given away two, the like, you have to make up for those two. Six more wins. I don't see six more wins on on the schedule, man. I truly don't, and I wish that weren't the case because I want to see entertaining football down the stretch. One, two, three. They got ten games left. They got Eagles, Patriots, Seahawks, Giants, Cowboys, Dolphins, Rams, Jets, Niners, Cowboys. Even if the Jets, I mean, even if after the Jets. The Niners and the Cowboys are resting their guys. Resting week 17 now. I mean, well, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's possible the Niners are locked into the, the two seed going into December 31st at the rate they're at on. I mean, if if the Niners lose to Philly, when they go head-to-head in a couple weeks, if they lose that game, they're pretty much locked into the two seed. You talking about two seed, they got to win their division. You keep doing all this damn losing. That. Like, Brock Purdy's look real turdy. He's looking real turdy. Yeah, but Darnold's, I mean, Darnold's starting on Sunday. You might lose. I, I, so that, that might be a loss to the Bengals. That's three in a row. Mm-hmm. You're talking about them losing to the Eagles. That's four. Now you're, you're, not, you're not guaranteed, unless you don't lose a single game besides that, you're not guaranteed to win a division. That's true, yeah. I feel you. I was thinking last night, I was working, I was like, I, how much you want to bet that if they end up, like, turning this around, the Niners, um, that we're going to be having conversations about, like, is Sam Darnold actually a good quarterback again? Like, these niggas are going to ha- – Kyle Shanahan is going to have you niggas believing that Sam Darnold's the next one again. I'm like, yo, we can't do this shit every single year with Sam Darnold, man. Well, they're it's about to do it. man just thinks. They're about to do it. I, you ready? Let him have back-to-back really nice games for the Niners. People are going to be like, is Sam Darnold the the prodigal child coming back to California? I'm like, I, I can really see like Nick Wright doing that this little bit. They're going to ask. They're like, gonna, they're, if he plays well, 
and Hurt comes back and doesn't play well, it's going to be a problem. Just watch. I feel like the way that they were talking over the summer about Sam Darnold, I was like, at what point this year is there going to be a Brock Purdy fall-off and then a Sam Darnold-like resurgence sort of story that leads to a quarterback controversy? Yes, yes. This is in that concussion protocol. Darnold goes out there and plays well, and then you come back, you'll still be the starter. You come back in a week. And you don't play well, and the team loses. Oh, there's gonna be. Oh yeah, they'll start asking about Darnold. I feel like Darnold fits the profile was of the um, like the like the quarterback that like Sam that um, Kyle Shanahan would actually like rock with. Like, oh yeah, he has tools for sure. Like he's a guy that I can see working in a system. I think that where he falls apart is if he has to like be a playmaker on his own. He's one of those guys, but he actually he has tools. So he actually has a pretty reasonably strong arm and actually like can move a little bit. Oh, yeah, he's top um, five pick. Yeah. No. His, his problem is turnovers. He's a turnover he, machine, man. That he is. No, that he, he definitely turns. <laughs> it, it, it was uh, Darnold, the icy ghost dude, right? He was yeah. the one saying the icy ghost? Yeah. Why would you say that into a live mic? Like, who? What the fuck is going on with yeah, you, Sam? His problem, is, his problem is he's a sack fumble guy. He's got a turnover bugaboo. He just does he's, him in bunches. Ginger Eli, right? Like, yeah, he's, <laughs> isn't, it, isn't that Ginger Eli? <laughs> like he, he can have good games. Then he might come out there and turn it over five times. Well, I, I can just see it happening, though. I, I, I think I would put a large wager that come like New Year's, like by like New Year's, by the time we play these Bamas, it's going to be like a Sam Darnold versus Brock Purdy conversation having over there in that fan base. Whether they're winning or not, like they'll likely be like, you know, even if Brock Purdy comes back, it's likely that there would be another like stinker in between now and then, and people will have the memory of Sam Darnold dicing up the bangles in their head. Like, I think we need to bring this nigga back to starting lineup. <laughs> they're going to do it. <laughs> Dude, there's a scenario where it's Sam Darnold lifting that Super Bowl trophy. Whoa, whoa! I mean, why not? They, could, they could win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. Why couldn't they win it with Sam Darnold? I mean, yeah, I guess. I, mean, I think the question is, can they win the ball with either of these niggas? Like, I know they were banged up last week. Trent didn't play, right? Zio Samuel's out. I mean, are they as good as Philadelphia? What was think? up? With, what was up with their defense? Though? Their defense did not play well versus Minnesota. Um, do I think there's yeah. good? Hell yeah, they're as good as Philly. No, Philly just lost to the Jets. Philly's just getting stronger though, man. Like I watched Philly, and I'm like, damn, y'all really just dismantled the Dolphins at home. I yeah, know it's at home, but, but still, dude, dude, the Dolphins, the Dolphins are out here. Smacking around bad teams, man. We've seen. You're saying teams, are fugazi? I'm not saying they're fugazi. I don't think they're fugazi. It's just we've seen you versus the bad teams. We've seen you versus the good teams. You don't look the same. Giants, Broncos. You beat. I mean, the Patriots. You beat some bad teams. It's all good. Yeah, you're right about that. They're a good team, but they're not like top of the league. 
Yeah, I think that when I heard people saying the Dolphins were the best in the NFL, I was like, eh. I mean, they probably are top three, top four. Would I pick them to beat the Chiefs right now in a one-game, you know, four-it-all sort of situation? Like, no. I'm still picking Pat. Y'all crazy. I wouldn't I wouldn't take them over the Jaguars. You wouldn't take them over the Jags? Are you serious? No, I don't I'm think I would. I'm counting you. I think they wow. played this weekend. Did they play this weekend? Oh, this no, they, they played the Patriots. No. They played the Patriots. Yeah. Um, that doesn't pick their defense. The Dolphins aren't physical, man. Not a physical team. No. They're not. You're right. But they're, they're dynamic. They yeah, score a that lot. Shit, that shit. I got them getting whooped up front by a lot of teams, man. Shit, the, the Bills were, were, were whooping up front, I feel like. Yeah. Even though I feel like Christian Wilkins is really good. I think he, uh, he's one of those those tackles that I would say, like, if they're not in, like, Deron and John's group, they're a little bit above them. Like, I would say he's in the same group as, like, a Dexter Lawrence. Maybe it's, like, slightly better than our guys, but, like, not by much. He's nice. Yeah, when, is, when is Jalen coming back? Carter, oh, he's back. Ramsey. Oh, I think he's. I think I just saw that he's playing this week. Is he? Oh, this man tore his meniscus in like August, like late August. That's incredible. Truly is. Yeah, I don't know isn't as bad of an injury, but still. Yeah, don't go out there and get cooked though. Out there and get cooked by um. <laughs> I can't name a, a Patriots wide receiver right now for some reason. Uh, Kendrick Bourne. That that. Kendrick Bourne, that's really sad. Don't come on there and get cooked by Nikhil Harry. Come on now. Don't come on and get cooked and get cooked by Gunnar Olszewski or whoever the fuck they have. I think Gunnar is on the Steelers. He's on the Giants? Steelers. No, the Steelers cut him like last week. I think he's on the uh I think he's on the Giants. I think the Giants just signed him. Huh. I think literally this week because uh Eric Gray's gonna be out and they're not letting um your man storing back to return punts no more. I couldn't believe it was back there to begin with. I, I, me, I was like, so they're like, oh, well, Eric Gray's in concussion protocol. Who's your backup punt returner? Sterling Shepard. <laughs> it's like, you couldn't find a better return, man. They're, they do have a very slow group of wide receivers. Which why isn't it Wendell? Yeah, why are you getting cooked by Wendell Robinson and, and Darius Slayton? I'm like, y'all still doing this? So I was just getting cooked by the slowest wide receiver group in the entire NFL. And two two simple go balls to hide it. Ridiculous. I don't want to see any more uh, Benjamin St. Juice and man-to-man coverage. I, I I really feel like I've seen enough of that for the entire year. I've had my fill. I don't think that's going to work out. I thought he had a good game. I think he had a good second half. I didn't know me. I, don't know, I assume he has safety help. I don't understand how you could just line him up in front of Hyde and be like, okay, you're on your own. When you know the only he, thing I can do is is that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he just uh, was supposed to have safety help. It's just, maybe he was just really out of position too because I didn't see him anywhere near the play. Yeah, because then he runs a fucking 4-3. You run a 4-5. <laughs> Yeah, right yeah. past you. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do with the secondary. They're. I mean, they were fine last week, but it was also Tyrod. 
It's like too many big plays. They get too, they get way too many big plays. They're solid play to play and look good. Like it's a gain of thirty. It's had the blue. I, I don't understand what's going on with these niggas. Yeah, it'll be good play, good play, thirty yard play. Didn't I see a stat? What, what was the stat? They had like the Giants only had like four explosive plays the entire year to this point, and we gave them like eight. Yeah, niggas had like nine, network. ten of them. God damn it. That's awful, Cliff. Awful. I, I can't tell you how putrid that is. They're having them left and right. Fucking. Tyrod Taylor with like three new linemen and wide receivers that average like a 4 8 just there cooks was, you. There was, just, like, Juan, <laughs> there was one to like one. There was one to Dale. It was like their longest play oh. in like three weeks. Yeah, was one play where he mixed, uh, I think he mixed up. Uh, Cleet Hudson, he almost fell. Like, oh, yeah, the one to Waller. Oh. They were just racking him up left and right. It's... I mean that that drive that drive after um, what's his name got uh, picked off. I mean it was just like the quick twenty yard play to Waller, and then like the forty yard touchdown to Saquon. I was like, yo, just like I understand that you're in a bad position, but y'all just gave up like just the quickest damn touchdown of all time and shit. Like I think at that point people were like. The defense might get boat raced because they were marching on you at that point, and the offense hadn't scored at all. I'm like, okay, y'all niggas really might lose this game by forty. They made they, in that <laughs> sequence. They made them look like a good offense. 